Ladies and gentlemen, um, my name is London Electricity and... My name is David Lopez. Absolute pleasure to be here with David. Um, do you want to tell... Uh, do you want to tell our esteemed audience what you do here at Hospital Records, Dave? Uh, well, yes, I'm the webshop manager, Hospital Records. Um, yeah, basically, I'm the responsible of the shop, um, and that involves from from planning to manufacturing, designing, and delivering, and customer service of all our customers. Thanks. Now, I think. I want to rewind right back to your childhood. And if you can imagine that this is like a film script and if you can talk us through the journey from your childhood through your obvious love of design and drum and bass mm, yes. and how you got here. Yes, it's a... Um, it's a Peculiar story, no? Um, we like peculiar stories. Well, uh, well, I was. I'm from Spain. You can't, you know, tell by my accent. I'm from Barcelona, Catalan. Um, I was born in 1995, and wow. I spent I spent all my childhood in in Barcelona. Uh, when I was um, 10 years old, I. I my parents, they moved from the, where they're from. They are a completely different city. And I moved with them um, and my sister, Maria. Um, I was living in this city. It's called Ponferrada until I was 25 years old. Um, in this city and in the rest of Spain, a drum and bass is not uh, real, a real thing, a big thing. It's... Um, it's uh, obviously electronic music, but it's more like a techno, house, uh, this kind of genres. So, so when, when did you first hear drum and bass? That was pretty late. I was uh, pretty late. was maybe I was already like 26, 27 years old. Wow. Yeah. Because before drum and bass, I was involved on techno, techno music yeah. and, and house music because that was the only... Um, access to electronic music I have in that moment my friends they were like playing techno playing uh, house so that was my first influence or my first uh, relationship with the uh, um, live DJs and producers of my home hometown so can you remember exactly where you were and what the tune was that you first heard that was drum and bass yeah um, that was I think was Pendulum Pendulum. Yeah, it was Pendulum. Um, one of these uh, like friends, DJs that we used to play techno, he was um, really into drum and bass, and basically was the only person I knew that was like showing me these like new sounds because I was used to this like techno vibes, yeah. and that was really weird for me. No, drum and bass it was a complete boom pop. The boom pop was, was yeah. like, that sounds weird for me. No, but. Yeah, he was. I was uh, going to to the beach in, in his uh, car, and he put a pendulum uh, CD, and yeah, it was was amazing in that moment. You know, to wow! Me. So I was quite curious about this like new sound for me, and he said basically, just just come to to my place. I have like a setup, and I've been going to to London to raves. Um, but I said okay, let's go. So I went to his uh, his home where he had a setup, a DJ's setup. 
and he had the whole world f- uh, full of posters of uh, hospital records. That's amazing. Um, hospital records, hospitality, a bit of metal health. Um, obviously, in that time, I didn't know what, what was was. It was like, you know, like, explain me all this, no? That's incredible. Yeah. Um, and with times, um, I was just getting, like, uh, curious, and he was playing music for me at home. But just him and me, you know, like, like, like probably like a hobby thing, no? Just, uh, just I was. Um, with time, I was getting a bit more like uh, curious to the point that in I think it was two thousand eight, uh, he was coming to to Brixton, just where we are almost right now, um, to a Brixton Academy. Yeah, um, I think it was one of the next guy was uh, doing uh, like uh, maybe it was like a next guy live. Next guy live. Right. Yeah, he did. He did one of his first live shows. At, at, if not the first live show at the academy. Yeah, so um, so I went there, and that was the first time I was basically listening to drum and bass with more than three people. Yeah. And it was, I don't know, how many people is fitting there? 3,000? 4,000? It's about four and a half. Four and a half. 4,800, actually, for the package. Exactly. Yeah. So that was. that was exactly the what changed forever my... You know my understanding of drum and bass, or, wow. and I see that wasn't just you know like something a, a minority. Still not being obviously a, like a massive like uh, genre, but um, to see all these people are uh, enjoying the drum and bass and the way that they were enjoying it because the crowd of techno and house and the crowd of drum and bass was completely different. Can you explain the difference between a techno and house crowd and a drum and bass crowd? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's just uh, about the unity. Um, this is the, it's the unity. I think, like in the um, in the techno house crowd, was more like like there's an event and different people go there. They enjoy that, but there's not any like feeling of like become or be part of something, you know. So you um, think people stay more within themselves? Yes, yeah, within themselves, and this this doesn't stop. Obviously, it's more like um, different different groups. Uh, they enjoy. They go there to the event. They enjoy, mm. but it's not like uh, it was a bit more difficult to, for example, like join these different people inside the rave, you know, right. inside the event. Um, a bit more like segregated in some way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And me, oh, at least that rave I went to Brixton. Uh, I went almost with no friends because I went with my friend. And yeah, you know, when I finished the rave, I have friends from here, from there. Surprised me as well how people as well uh, was dancing was really yeah. different, you know. Yeah. There's no rules. More in in, in techno house, if you start to dance like drum and bass, they will be yeah. straight away oh, looking, yeah. looking at you, you know. Like, yeah. And this was more like freedom, more about unity, uh, more about love. Um, I really like that was mind blowing for me. You know? Wow. On top of that, I'm, I wasn't used to to go as well to to raise that 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 big. So. Yeah, was was amazing. So that's a that's a real baptism. Yeah, I mean to have your first event at Brixton Academy. Yeah, hospitality. Was, yeah, that was so so intense. You yeah. went back to yeah Barcelona. I went, yeah, I went back to Ponferrada. That's the second city where I was uh, yeah uh, living. And from that moment, my holidays was uh, just go to the United Kingdom and enjoy the waves. So that wasn't. The, the first it was well it was the first of many more, yeah. 
So the next following days, uh, was uh, days, sorry, uh, years, um, the ambition was uh, growing in me, uh, but without more the any possibility because uh, as well to like basically join that scene because obviously in Spain wasn't like mm. uh, anything big. So mm. I still just working for in that time I was, I was working for Vodafone in a in a call center and. It, as I said, spending my holidays just coming here to the UK to, to enjoy the drama base. Um, now, were you were you designing by then? Had had you? Yeah, I studied uh, graphic design. So you studied graphic yeah, design. Yeah, I studied graphic design at, at, at uni, college. Right at uni, um, and I was basically doing like uh, like posters, but for house and techno events. Right? Yeah. So I was being a bit like related with electronic music mm. and a way to, it was really cool for me the way to mix graphics and music. Yeah. From the beginning. That was even before discovering drum and bass. Yeah. So I was always trying to find how I can, because I knew that I, I don't have music, musical skills. I, I've been really like, really bad with music always. But if with graphics and with art, I, yeah. I was good. So I, would, I, would, I wanted to be part of that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I was yeah. trying to, to find a way I, I can, you know, join this in a creative way. You know? So at what point mm -hmm. did your design move away from techno and house? Mm -hmm. And what, at what point did it join with drum and bass? Perfect. So there is a point in my life that I was uh, different things happening at the same time. That well, you know, in Spain we have a really bad uh, economic crash yeah. like ten years ago, and at the same time I was working for for Vodafone in a, in a job. I was already five years working there. It, I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy. You know mm. what I was doing, mm. and even even. I wasn't even doing graphics for techno in a professional way. It was more like amateur way. It wasn't a full-time job. Okay, So it happened that my ex-girlfriend split with me and I felt really like, really like down. Right. So what, I remember once I was uh, at my friend's home, the guy who showed me what drum and bass is, and I started to see these posters and I say, who is doing these graphics? Who, yeah. who is doing the graphic design for Metalhead, uh, Hospital Records. I started to do that, that questions no, yes. to myself. So I did a little research on the internet and um, the first thing that sh uh, like just popped in my, you know, my feed was um, Tromboy. Yeah. Okay. And, and uh, we have uh, very, very, very <laughs> proud possessors of a drone boy figure here, figurine here. Yeah, that's the He's a limited edition. This is Drone Boy. Exactly. It's a David Show. Um but in that time uh, basically I seen some like uh, on Google on Google on Google I just find some like of his artwork and I was just doing a bit more research to the point I found um his Instagram. Okay. So I started to you know like follow uh, Boy's Instagram um, follow Drumboy's uh, Instagram. Um, basically, um, he started to follow me as well, and we started to in like change like um, artworks. Basically, he was nice. like um, to to the point that he like basically was asking me, um, you know, why you don't you know because I have my own like Instagram. That moment where I was showing my artwork as well. Yeah. So 
yeah, we were in, like changing opinions about, you know, art and design. And to the point that he asked me, you know, like, why you don't, you know, work professionally on, on this if, you know, you are talented enough to, to don't be working or maybe, um, or working on this right now, you know, I say to him, well, this is not a possibility right now in Spain. Um, uh, but I would love to do it. And he said to me, basically, you should come to the UK, you know, yeah. to, to work on this. In that moment, like, you know, like, was a bit like, well, you know, like a big, 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 um, yeah. decision, you not know, to, to think about that. That's, that's one of those life yeah. moments, isn't it? Yeah. Where you've got a big cliff yeah. and you have to jump off yeah, it. Sadly. So I didn't jump that cliff yet. Um, I just, you know, like say, oh, that would be lovely, you know, but, you know, go move to the UK is quite a big thing. I, I didn't speak any English in that moment, but any. So one month later, a uh, conga jung, uh, basically drum boy, he started conga junglist. That is the, you know, German based streetwear brand nowadays. And he made like this contest of like and share that you, to promote his new, like, business and I did it. I did like and share his post on Comic yeah. Junglers and, yeah. and basically there was like a contest. Yeah. So you like, liked it and shared and it. I shared the contest. Yeah. And basically he was like uh, giving away a hood. Yeah. So I did it and I won. Wow. Okay. I don't know. Nice. I don't know. He's never going to say me if it was like, you know, like a legal <laughs> thing or not. You know what I mean? But I won. Yeah. Okay. So he sent me the, he, he sent me the hood. <laughs> Probably. I don't know. I don't know. He sent me the, he sent me the, the hood. And that was the most important thing in all the whole story. Because when I opened that parcel and I see mm. the quality of the hood, the quality of printing, the quality of the design, the, hand the packaging. handwriting packaging, yeah. um, all that love and dedication on, on like, um, just a hood, you know, that that wasn't even like a piece of music it was like something that is not, you know, it was, was a hood for me, it broke my, my head. And I was thinking, I really want to live in a place that a business related with drum and bass like this is possible. That means like there's so many fans and there's so many vibes and there's so many support that somebody who is running just as, just as like merchandise for drum and bass, it's not even a label. And it's possible. This is possible. I want to live in a place that this is possible, you know? Yeah. So that, uh, to win that contest and that just changed something in my head. And two weeks later, I just, I just moved to Cardiff, uh, where he was from. It's incredible. You, you just did it. <laughs> yeah, you did. made the jump and you I, moved to Cardiff. Exactly. And Dave, Dave Droneboy, yeah, um, is probably the only person who could have inspired you to do that. Um, yeah. Because we, I mean, we we've been friends with Dave since we started the label because he's best friends with Lincoln. High contrast. Mm -hmm. And uh, Dave's been so inspirational, <laughs> certainly to us. And at times, he's he's almost mentored us in many ways. And, you know, we, we've collaborated on various things. And, uh, but he, he was the only guy who was really going deep into 
design of drum and bass only merchandise and and he you connected with him yeah and the yeah and he's a he's a person who who loves to to make the others successful yeah know? he enjoys that he does and, and supports uh, new ideas and supports el, the locals and so well, for me it was as well like uh, like a He, he doesn't knew me, you know, more than like, more like on Instagram. Was yeah. Uh, really like, you know, like my one, you know, this, the owner of this company is asking me to go to Cardiff because he thinks that I have possibilities. So I you said, went to Cardiff, you landed yeah. in Cardiff. Yeah. You got off the plane and... I went to Bristol and from Bristol yeah. to, to Cardiff on, on the train. On the train, yeah. And did you go straight to see Dave? And no, no, he was well, really busy. He right. was he was really busy. I'm, I want to say that I moved to Cardiff, but I never been in Cardiff before. That like, was quite like like like. And now I'm thinking, I was saying that's quite weird. But yeah, <laughs> basically in that moment for me, uh, they was the like the last thing. It was in like in my list of like problems, immediately problems because yeah. I was in Cardiff. I was I think like with six hundred pounds or seven hundred pounds in my pocket. Um, and my idea was to stay, the way I was thinking that is, I'm going to stay with this here the longest as possible. Yeah. I've been in the UK a lo yeah. lot of times, yeah. but I never like tried to get a job. Or yeah, tried yeah, to, yeah, 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 yeah. So I took it a bit like a video game thing. Like when you start a video game, you need to just to explore and do your best. You know, yeah. I knew that if I, if I was game over, I was going back to Spain and everything was fine. You know, I had my family there waiting for me. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I just explored it. So, to me, like, obviously, uh, David is busy, he's a busy, he's a busy man. So, it took me, like, uh, like at least two or three weeks to, to have, like, time right. to, to meet him. Right. You know? And in that time, before I met him, I think in seven days, I was already uh, working in, right. in Cardiff. I... I stayed away, went to, to McDonald's, that they were looking for people. And because... One of the reasons as well why, why I moved to, to Cardiff and, and I, it's not just because uh, David Rambuy was there, it's just because cities like as London, for example, for people who like from Spain that we don't uh, speak English are really harsh, you know, because you yeah. know that you are going to work probably in a, like a, a service um, or a not qualified job. And obviously with that salaries that normally are like minimum wage and London rent was impossible. Oh, know? yeah. So I decided to move to Cardiff that, you know, the life, um, the life cost is cheaper. Yes, yes. And yes. more or less working at McDonald's, I was, okay, doing all right. You know, yes. I can pay my rent. Yeah. And, and I spent, honestly, like, at least, like, one year and a half uh, working in working in McDonald's. One of the things I was really interesting for me in that time, it was that my first overnight uh, working there, Somebody was blasting drum and bass, you know, in, 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 in the kitchen, in the kitchen, Wicked. the whole night. So, Wicked. So basically, from being a completely new, um, you know, person living in the UK, um, in ten days I had friends, you know. Yeah. Drum and bass has this thing, you know. You don't need to to. It's just like it connects you. Like, you, you know, instantly. Instantly, and yeah. you don't need. It doesn't matter if you speak or you don't speak or you, yeah. where you're from, you know. So that group of people who were like blasting drum and bass in the overnight, um, they, they became my friends. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
So yeah, that was a bit like the first the first year. In, that's lovely. That's a lovely story. Yeah, that's this is nice. It's really I, nice. I still keep in, I just went to to Cardiff this last weekend. And I still meeting all these uh, friends quite, from from McDonald's. Some awesome. of them, some of them, they still working there. Some of them are not. But yeah, it's, it's just my my group of oh, of uh, loyal people. That's lovely. Then on top as well, with time, uh, I realized that um, obviously like Cardiff um, has a really like. Um, a small but really tight scene yeah. of uh, drum and bass. So, yeah. so what year? What year was this? Uh, this was two thousand fifteen. Right. Okay. Two thousand fifteen. Yeah. yeah. That was yeah. five five years ago. That was just just moved to to the UK. And yeah, after obviously I was um, um, meeting like uh, David Drumboy quite often. Um, David Show and. To be honest, uh, I was uh, working different jobs after uh, McDonald's. I was working at Pizza Place. And at the same time, I, w- I started to um, basically do a, some kind of portfolio. Okay? Right. Of your design. Of my designs. Yeah. Um, the, the, the reality, when I moved to the UK, I had a bit of like, and I'm not going to lie, I, I had a bit like like faith on maybe like working for uh, David Romboy. You know, yeah. at some point, yeah, because it was the most, uh, you know, close to what I do. It's what you wanted, exactly. Yeah, and but I remember as well that in that moment uh, they wasn't able to 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 give me a job. You know, because yeah. you know I didn't even know the the dimension of these things. You know, but maybe they look much bigger than they are. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's not like that big any of this business. You know, yeah. what I mean to like have like a, a one man cottage industry. Uh, exactly. Yeah. So I remember one day that Dave uh, and, and Abby, um, they came to, to my place and basically they said to me, I'm really sorry, Dave, but I, I can't really hire you, you know, from my company, but you should do your own company. You should do your own thing, you know, because you're talented enough to do your own, your own brand. So, okay, in that moment, I understood that it wasn't no going to be possible to work for you know for Panga Junglis, but uh, you know I started to do my my own brand. Yeah, okay? that is called the very high energy group. Um, very high energy group. Yeah, and you need to check out the Instagram. What is it? Yeah, it's uh, the very high energy group. Just go on Instagram. The, the thing I, is, the, um, it's great clothing. We. I mean, the idea of uh, my brand was all this group of people because I was living in a in Cateis, that is a students a students uh, like neighborhood in in Cardiff, and in my flat we were like not less than six people, and one of them mixing twenty four hours, you know, and we made a, like a you know like a that was all time like this, you know, so it was all time drum and bass, all the vibe was amazing, you know, and. And we felt like that was like a, we were a, a really like nice and tight group. So that that was the name, you know, of the brand, the group. Yeah. So yeah, I started like um, I started to do this. Obviously, really tiny, really small, uh, with a few designs. Uh, they were selling more or less. But and I think now we can start to link with with uh, hospital records. Yeah. Um. Um. I always say that every single thing I did, you know, it's been like linking with the next one in a really like magical way. 
Um, yeah, I remember once I went to to come a baby show um, home to have a, a dinner with him. Yeah, and we were playing a like a like a role playing game of zombies. You know, something, <laughs> something really like really like you know like freak. Okay? Yeah, yeah. And I was playing with uh, with him, and she said, "Dave, uh, yeah, this is fun, but did you apply for 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 like the vacancy that Hospital Records is is offering about merchandise?" Yeah, uh, it was like a merchandise and shop uh, web shop uh, manager yeah. uh, position being offered by, by Hospital Records. Yes, because at the time mm -hmm. we'd only ever had one person doing both things, mm -hmm. and. That was that was what we were advertising, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Simon? Simon. Yeah, was doing the, Simone was running. Uh, who exactly. is who is now a fantastic vocalist? Exactly. Yeah. So um, I say, no way, you know, no way. I, you know, I'm going to. It's, it's just I, I, I assume that I was, I wasn't going to be like, uh, like selected at all, you know, from the beginning. So it's just like I just didn't. Like, was like too. Too like dreamy for me to just like mm, take it seriously that that was going to happen in any way, you know. Really. So he say like, mate, no, you know, you, you should, you know, you, you should apply, you know. And when she was so insistent with me, I say, okay, but just I'm going to try at least, you know. Yeah. And I close myself at home. Um, I think I did this design. Um, yeah, what's this one? Hold it up, because that's <laughs> that's. That is fundamental, that design, in yeah. our opinion of you. Because when you turned up for for interview, I mean, we, we, we received loads of CVs and letters of application. Yours was brilliant. And I've, I've got to show you something. Like, this is, this, is, this is how you really get into people's consciousness if you're applying for a job, okay? You don't just bring you. Mm-hmm and your work. So Dave came. And he gave me this jumper, right? And it's a proper... Yeah, that was a... Gun fingers jumper. <laughs> and I was, I was blown away. And also these amazing prints yeah, all, dif all different like, photo quality. Yeah. Well, I, I just tried. I mean, like, I, I, I'm going to be honest. Um, I, I get ready everything with Dave. He was, he came uh, to my home at two in the morning just to help me to get right. everything ready. So he, he was really mentoring you. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that, and I always uh, going to be like remember that because that was a massive effort. He came running to my place to spend maybe six hours with me at two in the morning. To make sure that what I was, you know, presenting on this uh, interview was in line of what yeah. I expected, you know. Um, and the thing is that that you know, like that first, like, um, obviously when he said you can really, like, I can't give you a, a job, and I did very energy group. I was a bit like, okay, this is going to take a lot of time to go somewhere, yeah. you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. But no, was exactly what I needed to basically go to this interview and uh, be able to. This is the, just the logo. 
to show something, you know. I had something because he asked me to do something for myself in some way. So just the logo. I mean, that's a really good logo. Exactly. Well, this, uh, this, this many, is amazing. This many like graphics. You just check it on on the Instagram. But the important thing was that that you know this. Um, I'm going to say proto. A, a brand um, helping me a lot on this interview, you know, to get this, this, yeah, yeah, yeah. this position. And yeah, the rest um, uh, was amazing. Um, Oli was uh, selected as a, a merchandise designer and I get the position of a webshop uh, manager. Because we, we, we actually decided, and I think it was after your interview, mm -hmm. um, we decided that to really expand our merch department we needed to have two staff because it's too much for oh, yeah. one person yeah. to to run a web shop do the back end and do all the uploading of data and assets and design. be in charge of designing stuff exactly. or getting other people to design stuff exactly. so i and think we actually learned a lot from you um from your interview and we, we kind of called you back, didn't we? We said, yeah, right. Yeah, well, of course. Um, we, we, we decided to split the role into two. And we'd like you to run the web shop. And that doesn't mean that we don't want to use your yeah, design aspect as well, because we, we love your design. Of course. You of know. Course. I never where's, that, where's that ambulance T-shirt, man? Oh, I think I left outside the kitchen. Is it in the kitchen? Oh, okay. Yeah, if you want to... Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay, this is how prepared we are here at Hospital <laughs> Records. So, um, yeah, this, yeah. Is, this, is, this is pure, pure David Lopez design. Oh, thank you. And, and it's... And it, it's the original ambulance design. Yeah, that's exactly the same. Put on a t-shirt. Because I love that. The minute I saw that design, I was just like, <laughs> that's so sick that someone oh, would you. do that thank you. for an interview. You know. Thank you so much. It's um, so amazing. Yeah, at the end, you know, like, um, uh, all of me who are more or less the responsible so, of the shop. Back in a some... Little ambulance on the back that, that zooming along. <laughs> love that. In a some kind of like mysterious way, we were like we really connected, um, and yeah, it was amazing for me as well to have this connection with him. And in the way, like um, because it's difficult because obviously I have my my idea of what the brand should be, yeah, and he Oli has his idea of how the brand should be, and sometimes. Too creative in the same in the same like department or the same can clash, you know. If you know, but we found that we were we have more or less the same like taste or the same like influences, um, or we were able to to you know to visualize where we go we want to go together, and it's been really really interesting. It's that, been that great. Connection. I mean, it's so lucky that you clicked exactly because sometimes when you get two people to work together mm. on one department. If they don't click, it doesn't work. Exactly. And uh, with you two guys, it works. Exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get I'm going to get Ollie in as well on on another day, and yeah. we're going to do one of these. <laughs> That's going to be interesting. He, he's got some. <laughs> yeah. He's got some. Do you know? Do you know what really? What I love most the moment I I knew that Ollie was 
the right guy for the job. And it, and it was after it was after he'd done some brilliant designs, but it was his car, and he, he, he turned up one day, and because we decided we 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 made our own packing tape, yeah, black and white packing tape with hospital designs all over it, which was to if you've ever bought anything from hospital, you'll you'll know the packing tape, yeah. And we decided one day to sell it <laughs> because people were asking if they could buy it. So Ollie went and covered his whole bumper with <laughs> with, with packing tape, yes. and then took pictures of it and put them on Instagram, yes. and it was brilliant. And that <laughs> at that moment, I knew. Yeah, yeah just, uh, we are we are really passionate, and that's I think that's the the key, you know, to to I think to do something with with passion, you know, like, and we have that, you know, and you know the rest comes behind, you know, that because. The, you know, um, it's, it's, it's amazing uh, and it's difficult to explain the feeling, you know, when you wake up and your job is to do exactly what you would be doing in ways if you were not working. It doesn't make sense. You know, it's just like yeah. your hobby and make it like, you know, try to do the best you can, but in what you really like to do. So that was for me was, you know, like really like a bit really important because I spent the whole, whole of my life like working on things like they never filmed me, you know. Um, that was, you know, a great opportunity to do something like I really like feel and sometimes it's true that, you know, like I take it really seriously and, you know, I, I think I have a bit of like, fame you're, of, like grumpy. You, you're a passionate guy. Passionate, but it's just like, it's just a passion and sometimes it's just like, yeah, um, blinds me and I get a bit like, you know, like grumpy, but it's, it's just because I really like it. I really feel it. You yeah, know? but you're an artist, so art, real artists do have an artistic temperament, which means that sometimes they they just get really grumpy. I'm the same, you know, and you're the same. Ollie's the same. And it's like, it's it just comes with being a very, very talented artist. So um, people around you get used to it. You know, you get used to it. Exactly. And, and uh, I mean, for me personally, like hospitals, 25 years old um, next year. And we started our merch quite early in 1998. So two years after, after the form, formation of the label. Mm -hmm. And if any of you can be bothered, you can actually see the original hospital website, there's um, there's a really, really good website called Way Back When mm -hmm. um, and or Way Back Machine, but it's archive.org. And all you do is you type in the URL and it gives you a timeline and, and it sh shows you points along the timeline when they screen grabbed your website. So you can see what the hospital website looked like in 1998 and you can see what our first t-shirts were like and how we presented them mm. i actually think it still looks really cute and yeah, good and so uh, yeah. but it, it's like from that point where there were there was no internet ordering you couldn't order online you had to write a letter and, and send a check <laughs> so we were <laughs> getting we were getting checks from all over the world, wow. you know, and we'd have to bank them, yeah. wait for them to clear, and then we'd package up the T-shirts and 
they, they were all shrink wrapped and made to look like a 12 inch with the original sticker on, wow. you know, the old hospital sticker. And, uh, and then, then we go around the corner to the post office and post them, you know, it's really old school to go from that point to this point yeah, this, is amazing. Yeah, this, uh, I mean, it, it, it really is. And for, for me in, in many ways, I mean, I've, I've been excited by the, the music and the, the musicians um, that we've had and the producers that we've got and the, the amazing music that they make on hospital records. But I, I think at the moment I'm, almost more exciting well, if right. anything with the merchandise yeah, because the you guys have just you've taken it to another level oh, thank you I think a hospital is becoming like an art company not just a music company I want to think like a hospital as an art company an art company yeah, yeah. that they puts out like different art of different artists and obviously it's been focused on, on music and yeah. it's a record label okay but there's no reason why you can, can have like different kind of artists putting out hospital products, you know, and, mm. and you know, like to a bit of elevate, you know, the category of this um, merchandise. And on top of nowadays, like, we can see, like, um, you know, the youngsters, the young people, it's just putting quite a lot of uh, importance on, on streetwear and, and, you know, like spending more money than ever on, on that. Obviously, we want to cover all this like demand, you know, as well, and offer as well like, products, you know, like are not just music, right? yeah. you know, can, can be like designs for t-shirts or designs for, for merch, which that are like um, in that level, you know. So let's, let's wrap this up mm -hmm. um, with, can you, can you think of something that you, you've got in your head? Mm-hmm for the future that you want us to produce to, to manufacture that you haven't maybe you haven't told me about I don't know yeah yeah we, we have many the, the idea we are a bit what we are doing with uh, or we are trying to do with hospital is just like uh, start to look like a streetwear brand and with all the all the that means like we are going to obviously expand our merchandise to a different garments that we never had before. Uh, we, are, we can have, for example, tracksuits, or we can have like a big winter coats, or we can. It's more or less we are. We want to offer like um, as many shapes we can because there's so many like um, different items that you people is demanding to to us to manufacture. So yeah, it's it's going to go from maybe this went from a bit from. T-shirts and like K-rings. Uh, now it's going. We have been adding more different premium items, but we are going to finish. Uh, we want to finish like looking like a streetwear brand that, in some way, like has more different shapes and different blanks and different like items to to offer than just what you can consider just merch. That I yeah. personally. Yeah. I personally dislike the word uh, merchandise uh, because yeah. I am. It's I have in my head associated with this throwaway merchandise or this like, like it's something like by itself has no a lot of value. It's always related by uh, like a brand that is supporting it. 
I see, it's, a, it's a word I really never like, like it, you know. I, I, I like to talk about our closing, yeah. hospital yeah. closing, uh, because it's, um, it's much more respectful with the, 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 the you know, like it, the, the, the items we are doing. You know? It's more than clothing, isn't it? It's like, I mean, exactly. we've done packs of cards, exactly. um, piano scores, exactly. I mean, hmm. whatever we can think of. Like tea towels, exactly. you know, oven gloves, exactly stuff that no one else does um, that we think we, we can sell, and sometimes it doesn't work. I mean, we, we've we've still got about a thousand rubber rings left. I know. Well, <laughs> you know, at this, uh, I, I mean, I think we would have sold a few this year had had they not been COVID. Uh, and, but it's a long-term you know, in, investment. Yeah, so. we'll, <laughs> exactly. We'll get through them in we ten years. Exactly. <laughs> that's not. It's not really worrying us. But yeah, we want to, uh, in some way, like um, start to. To be a bit more like elevate that like uh, concept of our merchandise and put it updated and so not updated but uh, the concept itself like elevated to a new thing to mm. make it much more uh, attractive nowadays because it's what uh, people want you know nowadays yeah it certainly is so I remember when you started mm -hmm. your job you were you were really you really wanted to grow the Instagram account. Mm -hmm. And I, I remember that conversation because we had about 4,000 followers or something yeah. on, on the hospital shop Instagram. And you were tearing your hair out saying, we've got to get to 10,000 because mm -hmm. then if we get to 10,000, yeah. then, then we can become verified and we can sell stuff from Instagram. Yeah. And that was, was it two years ago? Yeah, two years ago, yeah. And how many followers have we got now? We are over 11,000 or... There you go. Yeah, that, so, was, that was good. Um, obviously, Instagram... Smashed it. Instagram is, you know, like, you want to be... The thing is, Instagram is a really a visual uh, platform, okay? And obviously, it's, it's something that goes through your eyes. So to sell merchandise that as well is something like comes from, you know, like, uh, like illustrations on, on T-shirts and they really pop. You want to be there, you know, on Instagram. And have yeah. you have you have you got any advice? Because you mm -hmm. you work Instagram really really well, and have you got any advice for say people who are starting up their own shop or mm -hmm. their their own kind of visual business where they want to sell stuff on Instagram? Have you got any advice on what not to do and what what you should do? Um. Basically, I was a bit like just trying to copy in some way the big brands, what they're doing. Okay. So big brands, but not related with the drama and bass at all. You yeah. know, like big brands of uh, streetwear, you know. So what they do, how they like show a t-shirt, how they uh, do promo of this or that. So I was saying, okay, but I'm going to try to do something similar for uh, hospital records, you know. And that's what a bit what we started to do, no? It started to be maybe a step a bit back from even drum and bass itself and a step in to how a bit more fashion, if you yeah. can say. Yeah. So in the moment that we start to basically go a bit in that direction, eh, people start to, you know, like to buy more of yeah. our, our merch because yeah. they, 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 they see that, that, that effort done. 
one of the things I remember as well, like uh, was um, I we did on that Instagram is, um, and I'm a bit proud. I'm a bit proud on that. It's just we didn't really like um, just give away our merchandise or our clothing to to all the artists. We can't uh, make them like wear our merch because I understood. Obviously, we we normally do that as well. Okay, but I understand that that was uh, really easy. Yeah. For a label, it's it's quite easy to just like give away to our artists all our merch and please yeah. can you wear this? Yeah. Please can you wear yeah. this? And show it in a way in uh, for the fans. It's like if I was a fan, I say that's cool, but it's quite easy and logical that your artists are wearing your merch. What I wanted basically is um, like random people, yeah, uh, be on our uh, feature on our Instagram because random people. And with random people, I'm talking about the ravers, the fans, the people who who buys our merch. No, <laughs> not the people who gets our merch for free. You know, the people who buys our merch. That's the people I want to, to be represented of our Instagram. You know what I mean? I know it's not for you. It's not for nobody. Okay, but yeah, it's been. I've just tried to keep a bit like um, real. There's a real. If, if you're if you're if you're a gay. And you're really into this. Um, have a look at the hospital shop Instagram and you'll see that there's a change that started two years ago. Because before that, the way we used to present our merchandise was in a very simple, just flat image. This is the T-shirt. And maybe we would put it on Romy because he had a good body. Um, but it would basically be flat image. And quite yeah, boring. But that used to. I mean, it works. That used to work. It works. And that used to work for the but, time. For the time. For the time was was, what was, you was okay. What you guys have done is now, like you say, you're, you're putting things in street settings, in totally different settings, in different environments, and which thinking about it is exactly how we used to do with our music promos. I mean, you probably don't even know about this when we started. Um, probably about 15 years ago when we started our YouTube channel and we, we were thinking how how can we promote this 12 inch because everything was coming out on 12 inches you know and they, I think it was Tomahawk who came up with the idea of like let, let's get a portable record player um, put the 12 inch on and put it in a different setting so he used to, he put it on the bonnet of his car uh, and drive it around Sydenham, where we were based, and like, yeah, just video it. And, uh, and, then, and then we dubbed the music on, and that, and that was the video. Or we, we just, we'd stick it out onto um, a bollard, which is in the middle of the road in front of traffic and there's traffic going and speed it up and the record's playing. You can see the needle kind of like moving across, but dub, dub the record to it. And that's, that's our little YouTube promo for the, for the music. And it works really well because you're, you're putting things into an entirely different context. And, uh, I think that that's now what you're doing. Yeah, we are uh, basically like, it's just to put a bit of like uh, time and effort and 
creativity or the way it's just the, the, the merchandise and the clothing is, is, is being promoted. It's not like because uh, before was doing wrong. It's just the evolution of how it's been like evolving the, the, the promotion on the street way, you know, time ago, that was completely fine to do and was enough to, to do yourselves, you know, and now uh, our customers are asking something else, you know, there's much more rivality, there's much more many brands that they want to sell they like clothing. So you need to do something, you know, like that, that, that stands out, you know, and that's a bit what, what we have been trying to do, obviously, and putting a bit as well of humor, you know, because yeah. this company really important. Um, hospital is a bit like, you know, like it needs to make you in some way, like, you know, be happy. Um, we we never take ourselves too seriously. Exactly. And, it, and it's kind of a golden rule, isn't it? Really? Exactly. But yes, uh, I, I remember, you know, like sometimes like explain why we look a bit serious on the on the pictures. And it's just because it's just like, I some of like fashion by. So it's not because we are like, um, really, or, or, or serious. Or yeah. it's, it's just like, Maybe we are like serious on the pictures and in the background is, you know, like a car of, of flames or something yeah, like that, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a, it I mean, like, try to do something like, like, you know, like cool. Yeah. Well, I've got to say, um, it's been brilliant, like, over the last two years to see what you and Ollie have done with, with our merchandise and... I'm absolutely fascinated to think what's going to happen in the, in the future. Yeah, but if our fans uh, basically still supporting us uh, like they do, uh, yeah, you know, uh, you know, everything. Uh, we have many what, ideas. What was amazing? Ideas. What was amazing was uh, actually um, in February we knew that lockdown was coming in March, and we preempted it, and we sent all our staff home. Uh, to work from home because we we felt it was safer and we preempted lockdown and I remember we had a board meeting about it and we were talking to you as well and we, we were saying is there going to be any point in keeping the webshop open because no one's going to buy anything mm. and David said well I, I live around the corner and I can cycle in, and there might be one or two orders, <laughs> yeah. and I'll I'll do them. Okay. So we'll we'll just keep it ticking over. So we were like, yeah, fair, cool, cool. We won't have to manufacture anything, but you know. And um, lockdown started, and we it coincided with hospitality at the docks in March, which yeah. obviously got cancelled. Hmm. So we did our virtual hospitality in the docks, 12 hours of live live streaming. Mm -hmm. And you were here. Yes, I remember. And <laughs> the shot, um, I, I just remember you pan you panicking like, and phoning everyone saying, yeah. I need help, I need help, the shop's gone mental, yeah. it's gone ballistic. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, but no, I, obviously nobody knew what was going to happen. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I remember, you know, like Craig asking me, like, oh, Dave, do you mind to come for a couple of weeks uh, and, you know, like just carry on with this? And I said, yeah, if I can just keep uh, be like, like social distancing for everybody, I don't mind because I come, I come walking to, to work. And, you know, I don't know what happened. Everybody was at home or, yeah. um, 
maybe there's no possibility to spend money on events, but everybody decided to go to, to the shop to, to buy it something. And what was amazing for me was because I've always thought, and I think we've all always thought, that our fans, our family, mm-hmm. buy hospital T-shirts to wear to events. And that's been an assumption that we've made, you know. And yet, it was lockdown. So everyone knew there was going to be no events for ages. And... Yeah, people like, are still buying it. Your, yeah. your sales tripled. I mean, they went through the roof. Yeah, they went through the roof. And and, and, they, and they're still and they're still pretty, pretty high from, from that event. Um, yeah, that's right. Uh, I, I had the same more or less idea. But um, it looks like people is really comfortable with our like um, like clothing and this is like want to 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 wear it every day and and that's what I mean, what we uh, we were trying uh, we were trying to just make some fans just to swap to 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 our like uh, clothing and they don't really need anything else you know because we can cover everything from them you know and if you have like enough variety of styles uh, varieties of like designs and colors you can have like thousands of combinations, you know, yeah. that where people can, like, uh, still wearing and supporting hospital and yeah. they don't really are wearing the same t-shirt, they are not wearing the same uh, items. Uh, they are completely different, you know, and so, yeah, we, we give the possibility. We, I want to think, like, if you had the possibility to buy one t-shirt, but we are selling now for twenty one ninety our t-shirts uh, from a different brand. We are offering the same or more quality than a different brand that is not known because mm. people is going to go for our options, you know, if, if they have enough variety. We we work as well really well the fact like our range is unisex. Um, that was in really, really important for yeah. us, you know, because we have almost 40% of our sales are for uh, women. Yeah. Um, I think that is pretty interesting, you know. Um, and always, uh, we have been trying obviously to to make at least our main ranges like uh, unisex. Yeah, it's really important. That uh, really, really, really help with the, with the, be able, not just the, it's not just the blanks are unisex, it's our, our designs as well. Yeah. It's like, obviously, we don't like make designs for men or designs for women. We make designs and we put them on like unisex t-shirts. So basically everybody has success and everybody can be attracted for this, those designs. Okay, so just to wrap up, yeah, I've got two questions to ask you, mm-hmm. and you can answer them with one word almost. Um, first of all, which is your favourite piece of merchandise that we've ever done? Mm-hmm. And my favourite piece is possibly the fleece with it. Yes, that's my favourite too. As well. It's amazing. Yeah, was, right. Was amazing for yeah. Just, and uh, it's just amazing because the it was the first time we were doing something so like exotic for yeah. in some way. Because I love it because it's like a winter fleece, like with a pattern that um, Ollie was working really, really passionate about that. Yeah. And as well because they, it was a bit difficult to go ahead with that design. There was quite a lot of resistance. Yeah, um, like uh, like at. The top level of the company at the financial director level, yeah. Like people were like, really, 
but it <laughs> sold really well. It sold really well, yeah. And uh, I mean, it's, it's a winter fleece, but I was wearing it last night because <laughs> I was outside in the garden with a couple of mates because it was a really lovely evening. Mm-hmm. And um, we, we, we were just ha- having a wine and a chat and had some candles and it was getting a little bit chilly. Yeah. So I just got my fleece. You know, it's summer. perfect. Yeah, so it's, it's it's a great summer garment as well as a winter garment. Yeah. Um, second question. Mm-hmm. What is your least favourite piece of merchandise that we have ever made? And this can include merchandise that wasn't made by you or Ollie. Oh. What do you hate that we've done? There must be something. Um, I'm not hate, but I am really funny with the quality. Uh, we made uh, we made a broly tea, and I it's not hateable at all. It's just really curious about the design. It's always like caught my attention, you know, because it's like a broly. It's just a summer design of a t-shirt, and we call it the broly tea. And it was just a broly of summer broly in the middle of the t-shirt. Yeah. I was was really like original for me and different. So I say. That's, that's weird. Um, but for me, it's just, yeah, I don't that, really like... That broadly was a sunshade, wasn't it? Yeah. It was like a kind of... Yeah. 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 And I, I was... Yeah. I always be curious about the, the broadly tea, but honestly, it became an instant classic for me as well. So <laughs> now, now, I, now I love it. Maybe I'm, we do a VIP version of the broadly tea. Really? So. <laughs> that's, that's so funny. No, don't. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I think it's aged itself. <laughs> yeah, we we made the like some some big mistakes as well. So yeah. What I mean is like you have to, you know, like um, you have to, you know, like. But it's it's a it happens when you you want to you know explore new new things. It's going to be always like some of our products that they they don't go anywhere. But yeah, it's part of the it's part of, part of learning, and I want to point that as well. You know, like all of me. We're learning as well. We we didn't like wanted to to come to this company and say you need to do this in this in this like like we we know everything and we know how. No, we don't. You know, we we have an idea, really passionate of what we want to do, or and we execute that uh, the best way we can. But it's just like we are learning on on that, and you know, like we we have space to to improve as well. So yeah, and that's, I mean. That's the approach of every good creator, you know, whether it's music, whether it's paintings, whether it's designing clothing, designing art, is you've always got to be curious, you've always got to be learning, and you've got to think of yourself as not really knowing much. I mean, no one's an expert, you know, none of us are experts, we're all learning on the job constantly about everything. And that includes the way we run the company. It includes the way we make music. It's everything, you know. But, David, I just want to thank you for coming in and really opening your heart. And I think your story is a very inspirational one. And uh, obviously, we want to big up Dave Drainboy because without him, you wouldn't be here. No, uh, no, and no, without his support and his, um, you know, like... Um, he will really, really, really believe in me to the point that he still believes much more than I do myself. Yeah, he's um, he's he's an he's an incredible guy, and exactly. Concrete Junglist is a brilliant clothing label. And uh, if you haven't got any, get some exactly. definitely. Yeah, I just wanted to just to to finish, just like mm-hmm. um, just in a little like mention of um, 
as well a, a person that is a, is a Maria Lopez, is a, my sister. Maria, yeah. yeah. Um, who sadly she passed away um, like two, three years, three years right now. Uh, from now, um, it was just after you started, wasn't it? Was uh, no, was, was just just like, before you started, like four months before. Right, I started. Yeah, that I want to say something. It's just um, um, my sister, my sister Maria. She was already living in the UK uh, when I moved to 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 the UK. She was um, a Spanish teacher, a teacher in Cambridge, and was the person who obviously Tromboy gave me the you know like the the hope and something in a mm. better future but my sister gave me the 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 you know all the like strength and like aim and like confidence of from my family side because yeah. to, to explain this from the side of my parents if you my parents they still don't know in what drama and bass is yeah they don't really understand this no. okay they so wouldn't. my sister was always really supportive, defending me, my crazy ideas, because they in that moment they were really crazy ideas of dreams that didn't know were happening. Yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the only really person who really um, understood and supported me um, was my sister, you know, and was uh, always um, pushing me to move to the UK to follow my dreams. To do follow her steps because she did it uh, great in Cambridge as well, um, one one year before. Um, which obviously you know like um, after uh, her accident and she passing away, was for me that obviously you I I was feeling myself like I'm going to have the worst life ever after this event. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's just like I didn't get my dreams myself and look what is happening to her and, and my family, you know, and my parents, you know. Yeah. And Hospital Records came as a, like, some kind of, like, um, much, like, I don't know how to explain it. It's, like, exactly what I needed in that moment for make that trauma a bit less, um, less um, harmful to myself. Yeah. So, giving me the possibility to develop as a professional and be a bit more like don't my, my head a bit more focused on something else than yeah. other, you know like that tragedy you know that happened in my family and carry on Maria's hopes for you exactly so yeah I, I, I don't believe in really weird things but in some ways she did something yeah. from, from there to at least sort me out to me you know yeah. don't just being like in a proper hole that is where it's supposed to be, you know, what happened, what happened. And yeah, I don't believe in things and after lies and things, but I I really have like some ideas of that, you know, like maybe she moves something there. There is a connection. To make possible look, what was just a dream. And if she was, uh, she was still being alive, she would be coming to, like she did to Brixton Academy yeah. and raving and you know what I mean? Uh. I, so that was really, really, really important as well. Well, I want to say big up Maria because she's as much a part of you being here. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, but most of all, big up yourself for <laughs> taking all those steps and taking those risks and following your dream. Yeah, exactly. And uh, it's an absolute pleasure to, to have you here. And I, I look forward to seeing you whenever I come in here. You're the first person I, I, I look forward to seeing. <laughs> Thanks so much. So, um, 
we're not allowed to shake hands. Mm-hmm. Um, <coughs> we are <laughs> distanced yeah. just exactly the right amount. Yeah. But I think we can bump elbows. <laughs> Thank you, Tony. Okay. <laughs> Massive love, Dave. No worries, mate. Thank you so much. Take it easy. Just like if somebody wants to just see a bit better the design, this is just a, a T-shirt is available in my in very high energy group, Instagram. Yeah. It's available right now. Right now. Get one. Right.